CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey gang, welcome into another edition of the podcast. This is Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. What's up, buddy? How are you this week? Hey, Mark, how are you? Hanging in there, doing all right. Into our second show here of the new year. Things been rolling along for you nicely so far? Yeah, into the new year, into the routine. And, uh, you know, it's uh, year 2020. We talked about that. Sounds weird, but getting used to it now. It still does sound a little weird, though. I got to say. I have not made any errors on my checks, oh. Mark. I'm very proud. I've written January 2020, and I've written out 2020 straight nice. through without just writing 20. I've written. I, I, I was very cognizant of it. I had to send. Uh, I had to send quarterly taxes to the uh, to the government, and uh, so for January, so I was very cognizant to write out 2020. So I thought about all the little lessons we've shared. And, and speaking of the government, let's get into our conversation this week. Obviously, Don, the Secure Act has gotten a lot of attention, and so we we kind of did a quick you know year in review on our last show of 2019, and technically the Secure Act did go through obviously right there at the end. But let's let's talk a little bit about it and what's going on, uh, the changes, the IRA changes, 401k plans. We talked, like I said, some about this. So, what are some other questions, confusions, misperceptions, things that maybe you're hearing that we should address? Well, Mark, suddenly the SECURE Act is making people feel very insecure. <laughs> I love the way they make up these names, SECURE Act. Oh, right? I know, We're supposed right. to feel better about the, uh, the law. But a lot of confusion, I find, mainly centers around a couple of issues. Okay. Um, one is, when do I take my first RMD? That's the required minimum distribution. So just a refresher, the RMD is the minimum amount that you must take out out of a retirement plan when you reach a certain age. You know, of course, you can take out more than the minimum, but the first RMD is a little under 4% of the prior year's account balance. So starting the starting age with the old rule, Mark, was 70 and a half. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the starting age now is 72. However, it's not quite that simple. You can have two people, believe it or not, who were age 70 today. They were born in 1949. But one will have an RMD in the year 2020 and another not until the year 2022. So for people in this age range who are confused, I give a practical example. I call this example, Mark, are you Billy or are you Bruce? And okay. here's what I mean. Billy Joel <laughs> and Bruce Springsteen. I like it. I like were it. We're both born in 1949. Hard to believe, right? Yeah. Billy was born May 9th. Bruce was born September 23rd. All both right. in the year 1949. He's a September baby so, like me. I like it. Yes. So Billy was born in the first half of the year before June 30th. Okay. And Bruce was born in the second half of the year after June 30th. Okay, so they're both 70, right? I'm, getting, I'm just trying to get this straight. So they're both 70, but their birth months uh, obviously make the difference. That's right. Okay. That's right. correct. All so right, I'm following you. Billy was 70 and a half in 2019, on November 9th to be exact. So he falls under the old rule and must take his RMD by no later than April 1st this year, 2020. 
Hmm, Keep okay. in mind that he'll be 71 in May of this year, 2020 also. So if he waits until April 1st, he'll have to take two IRA distributions in the year 2020. Kind of a quirk in the law. However, Bruce will not be 70 and a half until March of this year. Thus, he falls under the new age 72 rule mark since he won't be age 72 until September of the year 2021, he won't need to take his RMD until April 1st of the year 2022. <laughs> so that's two years later wow. than Billy. It's weird, right? Yeah. So when they passed the law, it was meant to clear up this half-year confusion. But at least for those who were born last year, born, I would say, in 1949. Right, right. For many people, it still remains murky. So ironically, these IRAs and 401k rules were started in 1974. That's about the same time as Billy and Bruce began their, their illustrious careers. I can imagine back then their business managers, Mark, saying, Billy, Bruce, sock this money away now for your old age while you're in this high tax bracket. And when you hit age 70, you can take it out when you're retired and you're in the low tax bracket. Well, that's kind of like the conventional wisdom, right? Right. Well, neither is retired, Mark. According to Forbes, Billy and Bruce both made, get this, between 40 and $50 million last year. Wow. Must be nice, right? Yeah. I'll tell you, 40 and $50 million. I think we could figure out a way to spend that. <laughs> but uh, more good news for them. They both reached their maximum Social Security benefits at age 70. So for them, kick in an extra $3,800 per month or so for both of them if they waited till age 70. Uh, besides being international rock and roll legends, Mark, Billy Joel and Bruce Springsteen are both local guys. You probably knew that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Billy's from Long Island. Bruce is Jersey boy. Yep. Bruce is right here, New Jersey. Uh, I live in his childhood home of Freehold, and actually, he still lives uh, pretty close to here where he grew up. I did, believe it or not, I ran into Bruce at Starbucks after dinner one evening with my family, and uh, he couldn't have been any nicer. We took some pictures, and I'm thinking to myself, maybe he has some, with that extra Social Security income, he can throw in a couple of bucks the tip jar for the barista at Starbucks next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep an eye out and I'll remind him not to take any advice from Billy on his RMD date. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So for all those of you listening, you may think that you have nothing in common with Bruce Springsteen, other than the fact if you live here in New Jersey, you do. But just remember, if you're a baby boomer born after 1949, you share the same IRA RMD age, 72. And not only that, 72, Mark, 1972 was the first, his first recorded album. Greetings from Asbury Park, New Jersey. So that 72 should now stick in your head. Oh, there you go. Man, that is really interesting. Good stuff. Uh, it seems, you know, the music stuff as well. So that's very, very cool. I like how you use that analogy to help us kind of work through that. It, it seems like there's so much to these rules and regulations, um, the IRAs, the 401ks, the tax rate changes. It's enough for most people to just, you know, 
get through life and you know go to work, raise their family. You know, how do you keep up with all these changes and help your clients navigate the uh, the waters, especially when they chop them up like this? Well, you know, of course, I can't do this all alone. There's a whole team of people that help. And um, one of the teams of people that helps me a great deal with my clients is uh, the Ed Slot Group. Uh, Ed is widely considered America's IRA expert. Oh, yeah. I, I see their, uh, see the shows on TV. Yeah, I've been studying with Ed's group for many years. Um, they act sort of like a my back office of IRA experts that I have on retainer. There are CPAs and attorneys that they know even more about this stuff than I do. Each year, we meet a couple of times a year with a number of advisors like myself to dig really deep into these laws and these issues. And they call us the elite advisor group, Mark, mm. us advisors. So I'm very proud to be associated with these guys, these professionals, guys and gals. There are regular public television specials that are on um, IRA planning that they have. Um, I think actually that they're the, the largest PBS fundraising show of all time. So it's all about helping people to live their very best retirement. Okay. Well, we'll see if we can put up a link uh, for the PBS broadcast there. Uh, you also mentioned that there are a couple other points of confusion. So let's tackle those on a future show. Does that sound all right? Absolutely. Okay. Because I think that was a lot of information we gave out today. And the RMDs can be confusing. So uh, hopefully, the, again, that takeaway, the story is pretty cool. Hope you guys will enjoy that. And uh, you can kind of back that up, listen to the podcast, replay that if you're still having some confusion on how they did that. But if you haven't yet turned uh, 70 and a half, then you're pretty good to go uh, you know, basically for this year. But again, you can always subscribe to the podcast. Check it out anytime you'd like. A couple different ways. Of course, it's on Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, so on and so forth. Just simply search your money and your life. You can also go to Don's website, donaldcash.com. That is donaldcash.com. And while you're there, you could also submit a question to us if you'd like. And we're going to do that right now here on the Cash Connection. So let's see what Beth's got for you. She's in Rumson and says, Don, I recently had dinner with one of my old high school friends who tragically lost her husband to cancer last year. She mentioned that she would now need to pay a widow's tax. Since the reason for the dinner was to catch up on things and console her on her loss, I really didn't want to get into her finances over dinner, so we just really didn't talk that much about it. Could you explain more about this topic, please? Well, Beth, the the so-called widow's tax, it's not really a separate tax. It's, um, it's more of a consequence of the tax rate and the category a person finds themselves in when they lose a spouse to death. So my condolences certainly to your friend on her husband's loss. The IRS tax code treats married people very differently than single people. <laughs> we have one set of tax rates for single people and a separate set of rates for those that are married. And because of this, when a spouse dies, the surviving spouse will often face an increase in income taxes at the same time that their income actually declines. Okay, so not only does the, the person lose their lifelong companion, Don, and, and best friend, but then they get hit with extra taxes on top of the situation. Yeah, exactly. It's a real stinger. So, for example, a married couple with a taxable income of $75,000, they're in the 12% tax bracket. Okay. A single person with a taxable income of the same amount is in the 22% tax bracket. So, a big difference. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, a married couple with higher income. So if they have, let's say, $200,000, they're in the 24% tax bracket, but a single person with the same income, they're in the 32% tax Ooh. bracket. So this could really result in thousands and thousands of dollars each year in additional taxes. Is it fair? No. Um, is it surprising? Often, yes. So there are actually five consequences that really come to mind that Beth's friend faces. Uh, one, we discussed that she'll be in a higher tax bracket. The second, she'll also lose some deductions. So the standard deduction from income is $24,400 for married people. Over 65, it's $27,000. That's for many people, they don't really itemize any longer. They take the standard deduction because it's been boosted up so high with right. last year's tax law change. Mm -hmm. But for single people, the standard deduction is only 12200 And for someone over 65, it's only 13500 So a big difference. The next point is the total Social Security income will decline, right? Because one person had passed away. Right. And the Social Security that's taxed could be increased because they tax Social Security different if you're married or single. And to add insult to the situation, uh, she could face Medicare excess earning penalties. We talked about that in a prior show. It's called the IRMA penalty if your income is over a certain threshold. And they treat that differently whether you're married or single. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times we, we share so much information on the show. Hopefully folks are getting uh, some good information here that they can use because there are a lot of things to that. So in this situation, Don, is there anything someone can do or, or she could have done or people in general could do ahead of time? You know, fortunately, Mark, there good planning can mitigate some of the impact. So a couple of things that come to mind is one, explore Roth IRA conversions. We've talked about that in the past, and we're going to be talking more about that this year with the uh, change in this with the Secure Act and the tax changes of the prior year. So that in that Roth conversion, you pay the tax on the conversion at the married rate if you're married. So there is zero tax due in the future and no RMD on the Roth IRA for the surviving spouse. Uh, and this can create big tax savings with the IRA. There are actually two tax issues to deal with here when planning. One, of course, is the so-called widow's tax. And the other is that the tax current tr tax rates that we have expire and revert back to the old code, the old tax code after the year 2025. Uh, second point is if you have the option of a pension with full survivor benefits, carefully look at choosing this over other options. The, the difference is often worthwhile. Plan ahead, the third point. What will the lifestyle look with a loss of Social Security or pension income if that's the choice that you've chosen? Uh, and allocate assets properly. The fourth point is something it's more qualitative. If you're a do-it-yourselfer and you have a spouse that's 100% dependent on you, Mark, really never a good idea. Uh, but you have to ask yourself, are you setting him or her up for a hardship? So that's something where you really have to make sure that you're communicating and you have a network of professionals that can make life easier if something happened to you.
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's one of the reasons we do the podcast. So hopefully uh, folks gain some good knowledge from that. Beth, great question. Thanks for submitting that. Um, I was definitely not very familiar with the widow's tax. I think I'd heard it before, but I don't think I was very familiar with it. So Don, thanks for breaking that out on us. Between, you know, this, uh, the email question this week, the uh, the cha- retirement planning changes with the SECURE Act, uh, it looks like it's going to be shaken up to be a, a busy 2020, my friend. No doubt about it. Yeah, but it's all part of the planning process uh, that we have when I speak with people. We'll simply navigate the, the fog of complexity like we always do and help people move from confusion into confidence and clarity. All right. Well, folks, again, if you do have questions, please, before you take any action on anything you hear, always check with a qualified professional about your specific situation. Don is a CPA and a CFP, so reach out to him and call him at 800-664-1183. That's 800-664-1183. And as I mentioned before, you can always go to donaldcash.com or go uh, search us on Google, Spotify, or, or different outlets for Your Money and Your Life podcast. Share it with a friend as well if you'd like, and we certainly would appreciate it and Don we're going to finish off as we usually do on the lighter side with a little getting to know you this uh, this episode so what's your routine look like let's uh, kick us off in the morning well Mark you know I, I do love the morning not so much now in the winter when it's dark that's one thing I don't like about the morning but I am more of a morning person than I that I was uh, when I was younger when I was young I was more of a night owl but now I like getting up early having a fresh cup of coffee. You know, it's one of life's simple pleasures. I'm not sure if you're a coffee drinker or not, are you? I actually own a coffee shop. I own three of them for a number of years. And oddly <laughs> enough, I don't drink coffee. Yeah. So I guess you are a coffee lover then. I'm a coffee lover. I love the smell, but I didn't really oh, drink too. it. I didn't really drink it, but that's how I met my wife. So there you go. The smell is just awesome. Mm-hmm. So here's the routine. Up usually in the morning around 6.30, I help Kathy, my wife, get the kids out the door. Uh, I have my delicious cup of coffee. Hopefully it is that morning. Uh, read the Wall Street Journal and have my uh, daily devotions with scripture and pray. Uh, hit the shower, hit the office. It really hasn't changed that much. You know, I have a great spot in my home, Mark, to read, drink my coffee and kind of watch the deer roam outside near the periphery of the property on the woods. Then I, when I'm done with that, I jump into work, um, all refreshed and ready to go. And most of the time, I would say quite often, I work from home. Uh, and also, fortunately, my office is close to home, so I don't spend too much time commuting. And that was some advice I got from a successful client of mine many years ago. He said, if possible, have an office very close to home. So it's advice that I heeded and it's uh, worked out very well. All right. Well, there you go. That is our getting to know you. That is our show for this week. Thanks so much as always, folks, for tuning into the podcast, Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Of course, Don is a CPA and a certified financial professional CFP at Donald W. Cash and Associates. Don, my friend, have yourself a good one and I will talk to you in a couple of weeks. You too, Mark. All the best. We'll see you next time right here on the program. This has been Your Money and Your Life. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.